Welcome to another episode of Across the Field. Double B and PB back at you again on this Wednesday evening. What's going on? Well, it's going great down here. Cortland Sutton got me my fantasy points. He got me the eight and a half. So, went three and one in fantasy this weekend. The one I lost is a league that I didn't even pay to get in, so... That's okay. I'm okay with losing that one. So it was a great weekend. Juiced. Juiced for the upcoming weekend. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about my fantasies. I got outscored in both leagues that um, I really care about. The third one, again, that's a new one. And I, I think I won that one. So one and two for me as far as the fantasy outcomes went. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretty thrilled going three and one, but lost a quarterback for three of my teams. I had Dak Prescott for three of my teams, so ah, that was a tough hit. But Jerry Jerry Jones says he's going to be coming back, so sooner rather. <laughs> Can uh, anybody truly believe what Jerry Jones has to say? No, no, no. He's America's owner, though. He is. He's a dandy. Um. Let's just start right there in the NFL, Pate. We, uh, last week we made our picks, and we won't go through all of them. Everybody knows kind of the outcome. Um, but you went two and four. Uh, you won the uh, Minnesota game and Tampa Bay. Uh, I went three and three. I took Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo on Thursday night. Um, and Russell went four and two. The love muscle four and two, um, and I'm pretty sure the only game games he lost was the Bengals, and he might have taken the Panthers also. I'd have to go back and look, but four and two. So the muscle gets us. He got us some college football and NFL this week. He got that's two weeks in a row because Russell got us uh, last week in college. Yeah, so he's shout uh, out. He's putting it to us. We're gonna have to yeah. step our game up. Um, so this week, uh, you want to just dive into some games here and talk a little NFL? Yeah. yeah, Geno Smith looked very good in that first half when we were doing our podcast the other night. Uh, big win for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, beating up on Luke Broncos. Luke wasn't thrilled about that. I was actually on the phone with mom and dad, and I can hear him. <laughs> hear him cussing in the living room and then every so often mom would yell Lucas Ball so uh, right before you FaceTime or you, you had called you were on the phone I was talking to your dad as well <laughs> and uh, it was right when uh, I wasn't really watching because I was on the phone we had just got done you know on the pod or whatever and um, Denver's marching right, and they get down there like the one yard line. And they fumbled into the end zone. Yeah, and Seattle recovered. Um, I heard Luker drop a bomb, and <laughs> and it was pretty entertaining. And I my TV must have been a little bit ahead because I saw it, and I thought, man, I can't believe he's not yelling or getting upset. And then about five seconds later, the bomb dropped. <laughs> and I'm like, there it is. Yep, he's watching. <laughs> yeah, he was so, tuned in. There's Luke's shout out. 
<laughs> Sorry, but, Luke. Uh, but yeah, are we sold on the Seahawks yet, or the Broncos suck? I don't know what to think yet. Quite yet. <clears throat> the Broncos will be fine, I think. I mean, Seattle's always got a good defense. That's tough to play up there in Seattle, especially on a Monday night. Yeah, going on the road Monday night. Uh, Russ coming back. Um, that's that's tough. That's a tough environment. So, I wasn't I wasn't shocked that that was the outcome. Um, I picked Denver to win, but um, if you'd have told me last week that Seattle was going to win, I mean, I I wouldn't have been shocked, would you? No, no, I wouldn't have either. <clears throat> that was a tough game to play. So, and then good, uh, good for Gino, though. Yeah, good, really good for Gino. We kind of talked a little bit about the Bears last week on the last pod, so I don't need to feel like I need to beat on my drum again. But uh, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna beat the pack this week for sure. But yeah, so <clears throat> let's go ahead and start there. We got Thursday night football tomorrow night. Uh, you got the L.A. Chargers. That still takes me a while to get used to that. L.A. Chargers. At Kansas City, Thursday night, 8.15 tomorrow. Uh, that is on Prime Video. You ready Prime. for that? Herbie's calling it. Herbie on Prime. That would be interesting. I'm excited. Herbie and Michaels. I feel like they're going to be a good crew. Yeah. Um, Actually, in the one league that is my most serious league, I got Patrick Mahomes, and the wing nut, Hunter Couger, has got Justin Herbert. Oh, my. So, big matchup between me and the wingnut. It's supposed to be really close. So, yeah, make sure uh, Patrick Mahomes is throwing for a lot of touchdowns and make sure that the Los Angeles Chargers are running in touchdowns. So, the wingnut's not scoring. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've got Pat Mahomes also, and I, I don't even think in any league I have a Chargers player. Not that I didn't want him. It's just I missed, so. Um, yeah, I got Pat Mahomes. I'm hoping he goes off. <coughs> Excuse me. So, making that pick uh, at Arrowhead, who do you got tomorrow night? I'm going to take uh, – it's at Arrowhead, tough place to play. I'm going to take Kansas City and my boy Patrick Mahomes. How can I go against him? So. Yeah, take Kansas City. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City as well because, again, Pat Mahomes – Form and Arrowhead. I mean, that's just those fans get rocking too, right? Oh yeah, they're they're nuts. So, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs at home should be a good ball game. Yeah, I'm really excited. Okay, next game we got Tampa Bay on Sunday at one o'clock, uh, heading to New Orleans, take on the Saints. This has every. This is gonna be another good game. NFL is just treating us with good games. Against Tampa, Tom, I got Brady and the Bucks. Brady and the Bucks. I tell you what, um, I really liked. I know we talked about this the other night. I really liked uh, seeing Mike Thomas back on the field again. Uh, he's obviously a force, and it looks like he kind of picked up right where he left off. Um, so 
this this is a tough one. Divisional game, just like the last one, and uh, Saints at home. <sighs> I about did I, it. I'm really torn, I, but I I think I'm gonna take uh, Kenning Stablers, New Orleans Saints, at home to beat Tampa Tom. Shout out, shout out, Kenny, there real quick. All right. Uh, the next one, the 425 slot. This is a really good game. Um, you got an AFC West and an NFC West. The Cardinals go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Sunday, get, 425. Who you got? I really do like, you know, Derek Carr's a very underrated quarterback. I believe he gets dogged on a lot for uh, no rhyme or reason, I believe. Uh, so I'm going to take the Raiders. Raiders at home. Uh, I like Derek Carr. I like the weapons they have around him with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and uh, the list goes on and on. I have Josh Jacobs in my fa- on my fantasy team. So I'm kind of torn because you know how I feel about the Cardinals. Um, it's my team. Don't know if JJ's playing this week. I kind of want to see him back out on the field. Um, Cardinals looked okay the other day. Um, played a really good team in Kansas City. <clears throat> so, I'm going to stick with it. Stick with my team. I'm taking the Cardinals on the road. Well, this game, this next game that we have, I mean, so we're torn. We got both divided those last two games. Yep. The next game that we got on the slate, uh, all I have to say is two words. Duh, Bears. Make your pick. <laughs> Duh, Bears. I can't. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna bet against a bad man, as Stephen A. Smith says. A bad man for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Green Bay at home. Good luck to Jay Fields and the boys. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. All right, I want you to make your pick to this next game first. First? Yeah. Minnesota Monday night game. Minnesota There's Vikings. two Monday night games this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. This is the later one. This is the later one on ABC. Um, the 830 game, Monday night football. The Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. <clears throat> Boy, this is going to be good, I think. Um but I was really impressed with Minnesota's defense the other day. Uh, Philly, yeah, they won. But you played the Lions. Come on. So I'm going to take Minnesota on the road. I'm going to agree with you. But uh, I really do like the Eagles, the weapons they have around Jalen Hurts. I do too. I do too. Jalen Hurts is a weapon. I, they're still – you know, they're going to win the East, I believe, now that Dax hurt. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings as well. The Vikings go to 2-0. and I'm glad the Bears and Vikings will be sitting at the top of the division after this week as well, too. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. Yeah. Had there. All right. That does it for our NFL this week. Got anything to add before we move on to – College football? Nope, nope. Let's go. Let's college football I mean, I, three. 
obviously there's other big games on the NFL slate, but those are just a few that we picked out. Uh, really excited for those five games we picked there. So those should all these be college, very good. These college games that we <clears throat> picked are probably the games that are going to be a lopsided, and the games that we didn't pick are going to have ma- massive upsets for college. Yeah. Like just like last week, no one saw the hunt thundering name. <laughs> no one saw that one. Well, no Appalachian State, yeah. Going down to Kyle Field. So but I think the games I picked here for I mean the college games that we've picked, I think they do have some makings of be good games. Well I saw just the biggest spread is the uh A and M and Miami game and actually A and M is favored. But the, the the biggest spread right now, according to ESPN, is A and M at five and a half. Out of these games so, we picked, out of these games we picked, yeah. So uh, the rest of them are three and three and a half. A and M's favored five and a half. I couldn't believe that, but uh, yeah, they are. So after <laughs> after what happened last week, I don't know, but yeah, these are going to be four really good games. Um, Excuse me. Let's go ahead and uh, let's talk to Buckeyes. We're not picking them, but let's go ahead and talk some Buckeye football. Yeah. Toledo Rockets coming into the shoe Saturday night, 7.30. Correct? 7 or 730? 7.30? 7.30. 7.30. Yep. That's what I thought. I didn't want to misspeak there. So, 7.30 into the shoe. <clears throat> I'm sure you'll be on hand again. Yep. Yep. Uh, go ahead and give us a little rundown of, of this game, what you're expecting. I'm expecting a blowout again. Um, not going to be an entertaining game. But uh, Jackson Smith, the jig was coming back. Julian Fleming's coming back. Buckeyes, are, they're finally have all the tools to this offense that's supposed to be a juggernaut. All right. So uh, uh, I really want to, you know, get the ground game going first. Just because you have your weapons in uh, JSN and Fleming on the outside, let's get the opening kickoff if we got the ball first. And let's – Get a couple first downs by running the football, and then throwing in a play action pass. You know, get a second and short uh, with Travion Henderson or Maya Williams, and then now let's let's uh, take the top off this defense. Um, so I want to see good long drives, limit the penalties uh, for the Buckeyes. Th- those have just been too much all year, and uh, I haven't liked it all year. Um, limit stupid mistakes, and then on de- defense, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, they've They've done a great job. I did see Jim Knowles said in his presser this week, someone said they were uh, bend but don't break type of defense uh, this year. And Jim Knowles shut that down and says, no, I want to defend one yard, one yard, and you can't break when you're defending one yard. So that's the type of mindset that the silver bullets are bringing back. Uh, so, again, want to see them cover for the first time this year. Haven't covered yet. I don't know what the line is, but good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, so, yep, just get the run game back going. And <clears throat> not overuse JSN. Let's get him out there for two or three drives and yank him out of there. Same with Fleming. Agree with everything you just said. The penalties have got to get cleaned up. Um, I think it's uh, – obviously it's been too much. You touched on it earlier and, and last week even, and – um, tired of the penalties. 
those got to get cleaned up. I also, I'll tell you this, I did not like uh, last Saturday how we, we punted the ball. Um, I think, in my mind, I don't know the stats, but at least five or six times. And, you know, I just uh, I think that's too much when you're playing it. To n- nothing against Arkansas State, but at least get down into field goal range and get get three points instead of coming up with nothing. You know, six possessions out of that whole game. Maybe might have even been seven. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little sloppy at times. Um, could have done a little more. Maybe I'm maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit, but uh, uh, I think just some things got to get cleaned up, and I think they will each week. It'll get better and better, but. It's time to start clicking. We got a big one coming up next week. So I think I think things will look a lot better than last week, just because you know last week, the week before, you were prepping all off season for Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You have college game day rolling into the shoe. You have this big atmosphere, big old buzz around the stadium, week one, and then how how hard is it to motivate eighteen to twenty two year olds or eighteen to twenty four year olds? To go play Arkansas State after you just beat Notre Dame top five opponent in the horseshoe first game of the season by ten. So yeah, again, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's all accurate. Um, that's all accurate. But the one thing I'll say to that, I heard uh, a few years ago, I can't remember what game I was at, but I was on my way home and I was listening to. Um, 97 won the fan. Yeah, 97 won the fan on the way home. I can't remember who exactly said it. It was either Bobby Carpenter or Josh Perry. One of those guys um, at the time were doing some post-game coverage, and they said basically – and it was, a, it was a game that Ohio State should have blown somebody out, and I can't remember who it was and what year. And it was just kind of like the Buckeyes went through the motions. Um, obviously, they won the game. But it was, and everybody, the excuse was, uh, you know, well, how do you get them up to play this kind of game? Well, first of all, and, and this athlete, I can't remember who it was, like I said, whoever was on there, but an Ohio State alum, ex-player said, you're in college football one time, and not only are you trying to get better for the season, but you're promoting yourself. Not everybody out there on that field uh, is guaranteed to get drafted or, you know, make an NFL roster. Why wouldn't you take every opportunity is basically what he was saying to, to play your absolute tail off and flawless football. And so I guess that part kind of sticks out to me a little bit as we get talking about that. Some does, of these that, games. that is a good, that is a good point. <clears throat> I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely get it both sides, you know, they're again, they are kids. Um, young adults, but that's just, that's kind of what I think. So, um, but yeah, so I think, I think it'd be, it'd be fine. I think the Buckeyes, uh, roll with ease, obviously. Now Toledo, I hear they're, they're pretty good this year. As yeah, far, yeah. As far as the Mac goes. So, um, wouldn't be surprised if, uh, <clears throat> you know, they hit us in the mouth a little bit and have some, some adversity at times, but, but still should should handle it pretty easily, I think. Now, here's some trivia for you. When was the yeah. last time Toledo came to the shoe? Let me think about this now. 
I don't know. You know, we've we always play a Mac school, but I feel like it's never them. Um, it hasn't been recently, has it? No. I'm gonna say 2004. That's way too long ago. Oh, okay. 2010. So, yeah, that's close. 2011. Uh, Aunt Susan to took me. Aunt, Aunt Susan took me to that game. What was the score of that game? I don't know. My memory sucks. 27-22. Was um, it? <laughs> that was the Luke Fickle year. I, I think that was Braxton Miller's first start. Well, now that you put it that way, now I can see that. Yeah. We were. That was Aunt, Aunt Susan took me to that game, so that's. Uh, <coughs> so, I'll be darned. Well, that's why you remember it. You were there. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't remember it, would you, if you weren't there? No. You'd have had to look it up. Now, nah, see, you got me. Threw and, one uh, over on me. Yeah. So. She's coming back down again, the Toledo alum, but she won't be rocking Toledo gear. She won't. No. She's she coming down this week. She's coming down this weekend. Yeah, the girls. It's going to be the twins' first uh, Buckeye game. Really? Yeah. Shout out Julia and Aaliyah. First Buckeye game. That's cool. Yep. Everybody remembers their first time in the shoe, don't they? Uh, Beanie Wells. I think towards ACL the first time I was there. Wow. He did something. Messed up his knee. No kidding. Yeah. I vaguely remember my first time being there. I was, uh, I think it was 1999. I was seven years old. Played Iowa, I remember, and we, we won pretty big, I think. Um, but don't remember much of it just because I was so young. The The game I, I really remember was, uh, I would have been, shoot, I just turned 10 years old, but about the twins age and uh, went to the first game of the season. That would have been the O2 season. Do you remember who we played first game of O2? Was that San Diego state? No. Well, heck you, you were born in O2, so you wouldn't remember it. No. Uh, It was Texas tech came to Columbus. My dad and I went, we sat in B deck and they weren't great seats, but Maurice Claret, Went off. I mean, just went bananas running the ball. Broke, uh, I think, two or three big runs. And it was just like, we did whatever we wanted. Buckeyes did whatever they wanted that day. So, that's one that really, I think that was like my second game. And that one probably stands out to me more just because I was a little bit older, you know. So, Right. But, yeah, again, I... Anytime you go to your first game, you're going to remember it. So, it's awesome. Uh, anything else going on this weekend down there in Columbus? You got any buddies coming down? or? Uh, no, next weekend's a big weekend that all the buddies are coming down. Gotcha. Well, Kate, Kate's coming down for her first Buckeye game, too. She's never been to the shoe. She's never been to the shoe. No kidding. Yep. Awesome. She's going to take sacrifices for me and Luke to go, so. <laughs> Good for her. 
All right, so there's the Buckeyes. Buckeyes big. Um, we both kind of go on that route, aren't we, Pete? Yep. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into these four games we picked out. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, BYU, number twelve BYU, big win against Baylor last week. Um, at number twenty-five Oregon and. The Oregon Ducks are favored in this game by three and a half points. So Oregon's favored by three and a half? By three and a half. This is 330 on Fox. I really like, you know, BYU's win last week was huge. I'm afraid they could let it down. Um, I'm going to take the Ducks in this one just because last week was a big win um, home against Baylor. Baylor's a good team. So I don't know if they can do it back-to-back weeks, but I think Oregon's gonna. You're taking the Oregon Ducks. I'm taking the Ducks. Oregon Ducks. I I like what I saw last week, and I think they just build on it. So I'm taking BYU on the road. That was a great game. I watched it last week, and and I think they just keep rolling. The Cougars on the road. All right. Uh, next game, we've got 22, number 22, Penn State. A three-point favorite at Auburn, unranked Auburn. This is 330 on CBF. I'm, I'm going to take the Nittany Lions. Penn State, Sean Clifford. Auburn's going through some things right now, so I got the Nittany Lions. Short and sweet to the point, I'm going to say the same thing. Everything you just said, Sean Clifford, the experience, uh, go Big Ten. Uh, Auburn does not look good. Um, so I'm taking the Nittany Lions on the road. This, um, this next one, this next one, um, Michigan State, Washington. Yeah. I love Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker is one of the new up-and-coming great coaches. He's here for the Big Ten. He just got a big payday this offseason. I'm going with Sparty. Sparty. Number 11, Sparty at Washington. Washington is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, This is a 7.30 game on ABC. Um, I'm with you. I'm taking – Michigan State as well on the road. <clears throat> and the last game, this is a 9 o'clock start on ESPN. Number 13, the U, Miami Hurricanes at number 24, Texas A&M. A&M, again, is that five-and-a-half-point favorite that I mentioned earlier. I think that Miami has the better quarterback, and Texas A&M has trouble with their quarterback issue. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke's a dude for Mario Cristobal. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes, but I'm I'm a little eerie taking that pick just because of what happened last week to Texas A&M. They're bound to bounce back. So I'm going to take the U and Miami. Okay. Just so we're different on one game, I've, I'm kind of back and forth on this. You just made some good points. Uh, Jimbo, I think Jimbo's going to regroup and get this team focused. I think they win at home. So, just so we're a little different, I'm taking A&M. 
All right. All righty. Well, any any other games that uh, jump out to you on the college slate? Uh, the uh, Michigan's JV schedule. Uh, I'm glad they're uh, doing well in their <laughs> JV schedule. So good for them. Who do they play this week? Uh, I didn't even look. Probably like Holgate or something. <laughs> Holgate. Yeah, Holgate. <laughs> Oh my! So, yeah, shout out to uh, them for I'm, scheduling tough competition. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look and see who they got here real quick. Oh, they! I should have known they got the UConn Huskies. Now, if this is a basketball game, it might be all right. Oh yeah, if it was a basketball game, it'd be close. But we're st- <laughs> still playing football. Oh my, the Yukon Huskies. I didn't even know they had a football team, to tell you the truth. I didn't there for a couple of years I thought they shut down or went to FCS. <laughs> they might have, they're, I don't know. They're not an FBS. They weren't an FBS. Anyway, congrats. Michigan's well, I wonder what oh hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Forty seven and a half for the Wolverines. Think they cover? Yeah, but people are making like a big deal about Harbaugh deciding that uh, JJ's a starter. There's nothing he did last week to prove that he was a starter against Hawaii. What he what happened was he proved it in the summer. There was no way that Harbaugh decided that JJ's going to be the starter after beating up on uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I agree. Pump the brakes, man. <clears throat> Play somebody first, and let's have a conversation after that. Anyway, let's move on. College football, uh, week three in the books, or will be in the books after Saturday night, and I'm pretty excited. Good games on this weekend. You going to have <clears throat> the cave rocking again? I have the cave rocking again. Not sure who will be in attendance, but uh, the cave will be rocking again all day. Good deal. Both TVs flowing and and hope college football is just as drunk as it was last weekend because, man, I tell you what, I couldn't take my eyes off either TV last week. So, I'm looking forward to it again. Yeah, and but we don't start off, we don't start that college till we have a big slate of high school football week five. Week two of conference slate in the GMC. Yep. Uh, week five, high school football. It is really hard to believe that after this week we are halfway done with the high school football regular season. And it sucks to say that. Yeah. Some of these seniors out there, you know, you've only – I mean, you're halfway done. And these first five weeks just flew by. So, if you're out there, you're a senior, you're listening, hang on, man. It's going to go quick. So It's going to get real. It's real, real, for sure. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit. We're going to get to our big matchups later on uh, with the Archers and the Rams and the Streaks and the Tigers. Um, Let's go ahead and start in the Northwest Conference. The Columbus Grove Bulldogs on the road at Allen East. 
What a game this is going to be. This this is going to be a whale of a bowl game. Allen East is a tough place to play. That band is so stinking loud. Uh, that might be the loudest band I've ever played against. <clears throat> That's just intimidating as it is because they're just sitting there just blowing on their horns or whatever in the back of the end zone. <laughs> the student section is just going nuts. And uh, But Columbus Grove, again, I can't pick against them until someone in the Northwest Conference beats them. It's been, I think, two full seasons since they've been beating the Northwest Conference play. So I, this is gonna be this is gonna be a whale of a ball game. I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, checking scores for this game all night. Allen East is a good team. They're tough to play. They're physical. They hit hard. They're fast. And playing on their home turf, I mean that's an advantage because Columbus Grove don't have turf obviously, and they practice on it every day. But I'm taking Columbus Grove. Close, real close. I too am going to take the Grove Bulldogs. Um, I like like what I see from them so far. Not that I don't like what I see from Allen East, but uh, um, I guess it's going to be a good game. It goes down to the wire. I think the the Bulldogs come away with a a win, and I and I think this might be. Um. I mean, within six points, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's going to be a one-score ball game. I yeah. Don't believe. So, I'm taking Grove as well on the road. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, moving into the GMC, and then we will come back to the NWAL. But moving into the GMC, let's go Ayersville at Edgerton. This should be a really good game as well, I think. This is going to be a really good good game. Both teams are very physical, Ayersville and Edgerton. Uh, but Edgerton is going to have the best player on the field, Corey Everett. I yeah. It. He's a dude at the quarterback position. So I'm going to take the Bulldogs. They move to 5-0 and after this week. Bulldogs go to 5-0. and um, I'm going to take the Bulldogs as well again tough environment um for the pilots to go into um i love i I told you this the other night um on the pod i knew Corey everest was good i knew he's athletic the dude showed me like another level of athleticism the other night um he's really good like i don't know if i underestimated him or what dude's really good um it's hard to bottle him up. And we knew we knew he was an athlete, but yeah, I guess after, after but, last week, we know he's a quarterback that's an athlete now. Yeah, and that I, makes and sense. I, yeah, it it really should. It was just really different seeing it in person. I guess is what I'm getting at. So, uh, and again, he's got good pieces to go with him. So I'm taking the dogs at home. Give me Edgerton. Uh, next game, we've got Wayne Trace heading to Hicksville. Um, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead, Peyton. Start there. Let's. What do you got to say on this game? Uh, Wayne Trace moves to two and three. They get a much needed victory. Uh, this is a confidence booster, and uh, this is much needed to propel them for the second half of the season to try to make a playoff run, try to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm one and three taking the Raiders, taking the Raiders every week. 
So why would I stop now? I'm going to take Wayne Trace on the road at Hicksville. I just think they're the better team. Uh, Coach Smith's going to have his guys ready to go. So the Raiders better be buckled up and, and ready to roll. But uh, I think Wayne Trace comes away with a win here. Uh, Paulding at Fairview. Um, all I have to say is Paulding's going to pick up their first needed victory under head coach Jim Menzi. PHS. I said it early a couple of weeks ago that they were going to win. This week, Paulding boys, this is what you've been working for all summer, all right, to get this victory. It's been a long time since we went over at Fairview. I can't remember the last time, but uh, those boys in maroon and white, they get it done this week. I tell you what, you must be copying off my paper. You must have sold my picks or something because I had these guys picked. <coughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I, I knew that's where you were going. But anyway, I'm going to take polling as well. Uh, obviously, somebody's getting our first win here. Why not the Panthers, right? Um, right. Coach Menzies, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those guys uh, respect him. Um, as far as I know, uh, Panthers are healthy again, right? Like, Panthers are everyone's back. So, if you tell me that, and and these guys play, <coughs> I think it's uh, holding on the road. Get ready, Panther fans. This could be a good one. Give me the Panthers. All right, here we go. The big ones. Let's start with in the GMC. Antwerp Archers, Tenora Rams. Before we make our pick, let's go ahead and talk about the game a little bit. And then um, we get a little uh, interview here with, with coach head coach Jason Hale and the Antwerp Archers. So, Peyton, go ahead and tell me a little bit about this game. What do you think is going to happen in this game? This game's going to be a, a heck of a ball game. Um, coach Hale is going to have his boys ready to go. They're hungry after what happened last year in this game. Tenora went into Antwerp and stole one, quite frankly, stolen from the Archers. Everyone thought Tenora was head and shoulders the best team in the GMC last year. And Antwerp, Antwerp showed that that was not the case. A safe, I think there was two safeties in that game that changed that game, and that was the only difference. They, uh, Tenora only ended up winning by two. So 16-14 on the road. 16-14. And that's when, you know, Tenora had a lot of seniors last year. They graduated a lot, but it looks like Coach Krause has got those guys returning uh, back to the Tenora football way after winning three straight. So, Coach Coach Krause has his guys believing. And Coach Hale has a lot of guys that were on last year's team. They return a lot. That uh, I just think this Antwerp offense is just uh, explosive. They're fast. They have freaks on the outside. Landon Brewer is a stud. On the outside, when you have a quarterback like Carson, Carson could get it done on the ground, and Carson could throw it up in the air. Um, he's just a very good high school quarterback, very good polished quarterback. So this one's going to be a good one. Uh, Tenora's going to be physical. Antwerp's got to be ready to come and ready to play. they got to be ready to tackle because Tenora's going to be very, very physical. They're going to be pulling guards. They're going to be hitting all night. They're going to be hitting you on offense and defense. So this is just going to be a heck of a ball game. Agree with everything you said. Um, if – to me, the, the key is if the archers in the in the you know up front 
can take care of business um, as far as getting their their assignments on offense, um, you know, getting some penetration on defense, whatever the case may be. If they can win or even tie the battle up front, I think the the archers have a good shot in this game. Um, and and how Antwerp controls when something goes wrong. They haven't really had to play from behind at all this year. I mean, they haven't no. really been tested. So, you know, that, that's another uh, aspect of this game that's going to be crucial. Uh, when crap hits the fan, how are they going to respond, get right back up? I think they will. Yeah, I think they'll they, be fine, yeah. They've done it in prior uh, sports even. Most of these guys play uh, are multi multi sport athletes, basketball, baseball. So, and they've played at big stages in both those sports. Same with the Tenora kids, but I just think that it will control that aspect of responding when stuff goes wrong because stuff is going to go wrong against the Kenny Krause coach team. So, agree. Um, before we get into our picks, let's go ahead and take a listen to this clip from uh, head, Antwerp head coach Jason Hale. We're here with Antwerp head football coach Jason Hale. Coach, how you doing this evening? Thanks for joining the pod. Hey, thanks for having me on. Good to good to be on. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, coach, first question I got for you here is uh, uh, you got a big one coming up this week with the Rams. Um, what do you know about them, and then what what's your biggest concerns right now? Yeah, you know, obviously we got a, a big one coming up with Sonora. They're, uh, you know, a story program, well coached. Uh, they're disciplined. You know, we, you know, we we played them tough last year at our place, 16-14. Uh, we didn't execute on special teams last year. It cost us two safeties that that really changed the game for us. Um, you know, and they are they play very fundamental. Uh, you know, their defense has been playing well. Obviously, beating LCC, and then uh, you know the beating Wasian. So. Um, we're going to be ready to play some some fundamental football. You know, they their linebackers are really good. Uh, they got some great speed, and they fly the football. So we're going to have to be prepared and, and be ready to go versus a great team. But, you know, that's that's the beauty of, of Green Meadows Conference play. Uh, you got to be ready to play each week, and, and that's what we're going to have to do this week. So we'll be ready. Coach, thanks for hopping on the pod. Uh, what's it going to take uh, for an Archer victory on Friday night? Yeah, I think, I think the first thing is, A, we got to take care of the ball. They're uh, opportunistic defense. Uh, you know, we, we've been doing a good job of taking care of the football. we got to keep doing that. Uh, we're also creating some turnovers on defense. I think we're plus nine or plus ten <clears throat> so far on the year on, on the turnover ratio. So we got to keep doing that. Um, you know, and you just got to – you can't get frustrated when you're not making a big play or or uh, not – you know, as long as we're having positive yardage, that's going to be a good thing. So, you know, we gotta we got to be patient and be able to put some drives together on offense. And, and defensively, you got to be really fundamental because, you know, they're – they're a, they got a great run run attack that makes us some play action. Um, they got an athletic quarterback, so we're going to have to just be fundamentally sound on defense. Coach, I see um, just looking here, you're averaging just under 52 points a game. Obviously, that starts at quarterback um, with Carson. Um, who else has really stepped up on your offense for you this year? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, we've got off to a great start offensively. Uh, you know, we, we lost four offensive linemen coming off of last year, so we knew that was going to be a challenge up front. We've had some guys step up in, in Derek Hines and, and Austin Miller, Kendrick Robinson. Uh, those guys didn't really play much offense last year. 
And then you got Cyrus Gale coming back up front and Xander Smith with a little bit of experience. So those guys are kind of leading the way for us up front right now. But, you know, Carson obviously does this thing. But obviously when you have a guy like, like Landon Brewer, who's athletic as he is, and, and Parker Moore and Cam Fuller, you know, we got we got three guys at the receiver position that, that that's hard to account for. And then when you mix in Reed Lisi at running back, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough uh, way to cover some cover us. So, you know, we, we really try to just, you know, make sure we're being fundamental. Uh, you know, we got to run great routes, block, and, and our guys have done a great job of that. So our offensively, you know, I really feel very fortunate with what we have. Um, obviously, it starts with our quarterback, but, you know, we're able to we're able to spread the ball around a little bit, and those guys all make plays because they're great athletes. So, really, I've really been happy with our receivers, you know, doing a good job. Breed's done a great job. But really, I think the biggest thing for us has been up front. We're progressing each week, and we're going to need to do that again this week with a great defense in tomorrow. So, we're going to need to be ready to go. Coach, the way you built this thing at Antwerp has been really interesting. You know, the first year, a rough season, and then the yep. COVID went in the, the playoff game. And then last year, you guys, again, just took off. And then it's, it's continuing this year. You know, how has the success in the past building this, you know, turning this season? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, so my first year, we were 0-10. Uh, that, was, that was a rough year. We had our starting running back get hurt. You know, we just had some injuries. Um, so, you know, we, we took our lumps uh, that first year. And then, uh, you know, in uh, the COVID year, my second year, um, you know, our plan was to start, you know, a, a upperclassman at quarterback and Hunter Sproles uh, and maybe rotate Carson in. But uh, Hunter ended up getting hurt. And then Carson kind of just got thrust into it. So, you know, we I think that year of him playing was very valuable for us, obviously. Um, you know, and then we went, obviously, we, we got lucky. And, you know, with the COVID year, ever made the playoffs. And, you know, we, we – Went to Waynesfield Goshen and and got our first victory. Got my first victory. Got our first playoff win in a long time. Um, so you know that was something special. And that, and that was a freshman quarterback that led us on the drive. We got the ball back. I, you know, I vividly remember that we got the ball back with about seven seven minutes left. Carson drives us down the field and we score. Um, so that I really think that 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 win really started propelling us forward. You know, we were able to get that Waynesfield Goshen win. Then we'd be held top that year. Um, and then and then we come off and and do what we did last year. So, you know, it's obviously it starts with your, with your athletes that you have that put in the time and our, and our guys do that. Um, and, and they, and they work hard. So, you know, it's just been a culmination of, you know, we, we work hard. We've been, you know, building things. We have a great group of kids and they've been able to succeed not only in football, but every other sport as well. So it's been great to see. And it's a great to be part of. Absolutely. Uh, like the success in other sports, do you tie that in? Then on football as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, if, we talk about all the time as, as a football team that, you know, success breeds success. And for our guys to have the leadership skills they have, you know, we only have two seniors and they do a great job in Kendrick Robinson and Parker Moore. Um, but, you know, our junior class is very experienced as well. So, but those guys are battle tested in basketball, battle tested in baseball, battle tested in track and field, you know, so they, for you to have success, kids have to be in that moment at certain times. And for us, you know, to make that state run in basketball, you know, close to a state run in, in, in baseball and track, you know, it's it's been it's been things that guys can build their experiences off of. So now, when we get in those moments, you know, it, it's not too big for them, and and they're able to handle it and and process it and be ready to go. So it's been great to see. Coach, who's been? Uh, you know, you you just mentioned you only have two seniors on the team. Who has been some of those younger guys that have stepped up into that leadership role? Um, aside from maybe Carson at quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, 
Reed Leesby's done a really great job for us as well as a junior. Uh, does a really great job of helping out our other, you know, our freshman and sophomore running backs as well. Um, um, Cam Fuller does a great job for us too uh, as, as a uh, leader. Um, and really, you know, I, I, for me, the one thing that I've really seen this year is, you know, coming off of last year, we had a great senior class last year and we lost, you know, those were 13, 14 guys that were, that was a great class as well. But, you know, we, our kids were very close last year and I think it's only grown going into this year. So that's, that's a testament to our, to our juniors and seniors and their leadership style and, and just getting everybody involved with what they're doing and what we're doing as a team. And, you know, you build, you're around each other all the time anyway, being, being in a football program. And then when you're, when you're spending that time off the field as well, you just build that trust and that relationship. And and our guys have done a great job of that this year, and, and we got to keep that rolling. Coach, having success in the prior years, it, have you seen uh, your numbers uh, increase as you've been the head coach at Antwerp? Yeah, well, you know, so I've been a part of the program. What it's my eighth year here, not being in Antwerp, and I've coached for eight years. This is my fourth year being head coach. You know, and I was part of it uh, my first year when we had we had uh, 19 guys. And that was, uh, you know, that was that was a rough year for us. We were obviously able to get one win, you know, and then we took that year off and did JV. And, and luckily, we have the great support of of everybody in the conference. We had the support of our administration, um, and we were able to, you know, set that up and plan for that. And you know, the whole reason we did that was to build for the success we're having now. Because we knew we had kids coming up, and we've been able to do that, you know. So we've gone from 19 about my first year, and we've been averaging, you know, last through two three years. We've been at 36, you know, the 40 kids every year. So, you know, it's, it's a great thing to see. Um, obviously, having success has a little bit through that. But it, it's obviously a lot more – to me, it's a lot more about our kids just being involved and, and getting guys out as well, keeping guys involved in what's going on. And, it, and that's what's happened, and it's been great to see. Coach, um, again, uh, looking at some numbers here, uh, mention your offense defense is only allowing 11 and a half points per game. Um, can you talk a little bit about who your defense is led by and, and maybe uh, some different strategies or concepts maybe you put in on the defensive side? Yeah. You know, I think uh, obviously, you know, and, and I don't think people don't really realize a ton. We lost three all state defenders last year and, and Jagger Landers at DN, Caden Record at DB and Hayden Wagner, Hayden Wagner at linebacker who, it's probably one of the best the best linebackers I've ever coached. Just getting to the football, making his read. You know, I think he had 110 tackles last year, and and the dude, you know, he's a prototypical example of coming in as a freshman, being successful, dedicating yourself, and then as a senior, you 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 play a lot and play hard and live in the weight room. And he was able to do that. And you know, he's playing at College of Heidelberg now. So, you know, defensively, we're led up front on the D line by by Kendrick Robinson, who was all conference last year. You know, is obviously a a big part of what we do up front, demanding some double teams and, and things like that. Um, you know, and then we got our linebackers and Xander Smith had a good good couple couple weeks here at our at our middle linebacker, uh, outside linebacker spot. Uh, Reed Leafy is kind of a, a Swiss a Swiss Army knife for us. You know, he covers guys, we we put him in the box, he makes tackles. Um, you know, and and our experience on the defense is our DBs coming back with with Carson and Landon and Cam and Parker. They've all done a great job in covering. And, you know, when you got athletes, you can play a little bit of man coverage and get a little bit of pressure up front, and we've been able to do that with with our D-line. Uh, you know, we're obviously – Kendrick leads us, but we're a little inexperienced up front playing some sophomores and some juniors haven't had much reps. So it's been good for them each week to get better and get more reps, and we've been able to lock down on the back end. And, you know, we're the biggest thing I love to see defensively is – 
you know, we're, we're running our, our base stuff. We're getting better at our fundamentals and guys are flying to the football. Like I said, I think we're, we're plus nine, I think a plus 10, like I said, on the, on the year for turnover. So we're creating turnovers. We're getting picks, causing fumbles and recover them. So that's what you got to keep doing to be aggressive defense. And, you know, in, in our league, you see multiple, multiple styles of offense from, from a spread to the wing tee to kind of a mixture of both. So you really got to be multiple with what you do. And I feel like we do a great job with that. Well, Peyton, we want to thank, obviously, uh, Coach Hale for taking time out to uh, come on the podcast with us. That was really nice of him. Um, what what was your biggest takeaway there of what Coach Hale had to say? Well, first of all, uh, these Antwerp kids are extremely lucky to play for him. You know, he, he really cares about this community and uh, this football team. So I mean, he comes, he brings it with energy every day. I've got the opportunity to play against him, and he coaches really, really hard every day. So uh, these kids are lucky to play for him, and they're going to be well prepared. And so, uh, you know, thanks again to Coach Hale. What did you take away from uh, the interview? Uh, biggest thing I took away is uh, he's a great dude. Um, that's really the first time I've got to sit down and have a conversation with him. I know it was over the phone, and it wasn't real long, but, uh, again, I think he does a really nice job of holding guys accountable, and so he gets respect from his players. But at the same time, he's a player's coach, man. Like like you said, I, I just I have a hard time believing that, that somebody wouldn't like playing for this guy. Um, and that's and that's what you've seen. Their numbers have skyrocketed. Yeah, they just they so. they increase every year. Their numbers get better every year. Um, and they're getting so, better every year. Absolutely. So, uh, let's go ahead and pick this game. Antwerp Archers at the Rams. Um, Friday night. Who do you got? Well, I think, like you said, this game is going to be one up front. Coach Hale alluded to it in the interview. They returned, uh, they lost four of the five offensive linemen from last year. So I'm going to take the Antwerp Archers pick up a big W on the road. Wow. They go over to Tenora. And the Antwerp Archers win. Close. Again, this one's going to be really close. One score game, but I got the Archers. Well, well, well. You're taking the Archers on the road. I thought you were cheating off my paper, but not anymore because, again, love Coach Hale after talking to him, and I think these archers are, are pretty good. But at the end of the day, I just think the Rams are going to be a little bit too much. Um, and I'm going to take Tenora at home to win this game. Now, I think it's really close. I think it's really close. But given the Rams at home. I know, I know my eyes are going to be – locked into this one uh tenora rams live it's free and look it up on your uh google search if you can't uh attend this game but this game is going to be a well of a ball game. Uh, you're gonna be entertained i really do believe for sure so there's there's one difference all right so uh good luck to both teams again thanks to coach hale for coming on here and uh that should be a really good one now GMC, step aside. NWOAL has something to say. And we've got a whale of a matchup. 
the Archbold Blue Streaks. Massive game. Uh, number eight in Division number Five eight. in the whole state of Division Five. On the road at state ranked number five, Liberty Center Tigers. I can't wait for this one. I I will be there. I'll be there in you person. You better get there. You you better be there early. I'm going early. And that town's gonna I, shut down. Before I forget, DB's hooking me up. Uh, I'm gonna sit with uh, his wife Rachel, getting me in. She's uh, I don't know what time we're meeting up, but yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And I, I don't. I, I assume I'll have to sit on the Archbold side. So, trying to stay neutral on this because it's going to be such a great game. But uh, I will be there. So, what do you what do you think about this one, man? This is going to be really good. This one's going to be a whale of a game. Let's just talk about years past. Last year, on the first first meeting in Archbold. The Archbold Blue Streaks, you know, beat down on the Liberty Center Tigers 41-7, to which we all thought, you know, that game was going to be massive last year. The side to NWAL, it did. Archbold won. I was there. 10-0. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as close as what any of us thought. And then in the playoffs, over at Defiance, the Liberty Center Tigers, I mean, I was completely stunned. I thought Archbold was going to walk to the Final Four. Um and the Liberty Center Tigers under uh, Casey Muller, those boys just got better as the season went on, just like Liberty Center does every year. They just keep continue to get better. And they won that game on a walk-off field goal, 38-35. This is going to be electric of a ball game. So much at stake for this game. Oh, the state of Ohio, you know, if you're a football fan of the state of Ohio and you know, you pay attention to the uh, polls and everything. You're paying attention to this one at Rex Lindgren Stadium. This is going to be massive. Couldn't agree more, and I, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's Wednesday, and I wish it was. I wish it was Friday already. I wish I was sitting there and it was the end of the first quarter already. I mean, 48 hours from now, uh, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be fantastic. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. I expect, I mean, a, a full sellout crowd on hand. I mean, they're going to be wrapped around uh, a couple guys deep, I'd imagine. So I'm definitely trying to get there early and, and anchor down a spot. So I got a prime seat for this, this dandy of a ball game. Uh, before we dive into our picks, we caught up with, head coach of the Archville Blue Streaks, Coach David Dominic, uh, and we're going to play that for you right now. Here with Archbold head football coach David Dominic. Coach, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast with us tonight. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for being here. And, uh, Coach, first of all, you got a big one coming up this week uh, with Liberty Center. Uh, at their place, uh, what do you know about the Tigers and, and what's your biggest Friday night? 
Well, yeah, you know, uh, this is just a team that we've played five times in the last three years. So it seems like uh, we're always playing each other and it's always it's always a battle. That's for sure. So uh, but as always with Liberty Center physicality, that's the first thing that stands out on film. They're going to hit you right in the mouth. And if you don't respond, it's going to be a long night. So that's going to be our big thing this week is how we're going to respond to physicality. And hopefully we're going to answer it and then some. So um, that's a big thing. And they're just well coached across the board. You can tell they got good players that are always in the right position to make plays. And that's hats off their coaching staff i i have the utmost respect for those guys uh, they do a great job over there and they're one of the best programs around coach uh you know brought it up you've played them five times in the past three years are you going to uh bring up last year's games with them when preparing uh this week to your kids yeah, you know, obviously there's some things you can take from both. Uh, obviously, the first time around went in our favor. Uh, we did some good things, and uh, I think a lot of it, if you look back to that first game, we, we made them drive the field and kind of capitalize on their mistakes. Uh, but obviously that second one's the big one we're going to bring up because that's uh, they ended our season, and it's something that uh, none of our guys forget. You know, a lot of them were starters last year on this team, and uh, it was a horrible feeling, but um, that's just one of those things that we got to learn from and uh, move on and, you know, hopefully not make the same mistake twice. Coach, uh, speaking about Liberty Center here, uh, I know Wauseon is kind of like your your main rival, um, if I'm not mistaken. How has has Liberty Center, is that a close second, or has it taken over that top rivalry? And and maybe talk about uh, the matchup here a little bit. You know, based on unit size of school, obviously us and Liberty Center are the same size. That's it's been a big rivalry in that regards because usually we meet up two times a year. If everything goes well in the playoffs, we've seen them twice, and like I said in the last couple of years, um, obviously Wasion being our closest neighbor here is always a big rivalry for us. But they're both up there. You know, our guys. Uh, we I let the seniors set our goals every single year, and uh, some of our goal, goals are number one, beat Wasion and beat Liberty Center, um, and win the league title. So, but obviously that really goes hand in hand. If you want to win a league title, you got to go through both those teams more times than not. Um, and uh, we've kind of, it's a big rivalry that's kind of gained momentum over the years. And obviously it's going to be no different this year. Coach, you mentioned, you know, having a lot of guys come back after last year's season, uh, your quarterback, DJ Newman, who did a phenomenal job for you guys. Uh, Cade uh, Brenner took over. How has he kind of improved as the season go- has gone on? Yeah, obviously, Cade has done a great job so far this year. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing with Cade, he makes good decisions more times than not. You know, obviously, um, I know last week he didn't have the best game, but I know he's going to respond with a good game this week. Uh, he's just such a smart young man and makes makes good reads out there and understands the entire uh, playbook. And he he understood it last year as a sophomore. That was the great part about him. You know, he, uh, he learned from, obviously, a very good quarterback ahead of him and DJ Newman. And, uh, you know, he's done everything we asked him to do this year. And uh, he really has – continues to get better and i'm excited to see what what's to come for him the rest of this year coach uh who who is your biggest leaders uh on both sides of the ball who, who's the guys when when maybe the going gets tough or or even um you know just all in all who who's your biggest leaders on both sides of the ball well, obviously, number one, I look at Carson Dominic. Um, you know, he's he's not the most vocal guy, but he's one of those leaders that he's just he leads by example. And those guys just really when he he 
talks, they listen. Um, so I think, though, as a whole, though, he, he goes out there and just does everything the right way. He works hard. He's, he's very physical. Um, so he's got that presence that uh, when he's around, he's on the field, everyone knows. But he, he's done a pretty good job. And then I, I look at defensively, two seniors as well. And, you know, Gabe Chapa at linebacker, he's got to make a lot of calls, a lot of checks out there. He's done a good job so far this year. And, you know, last year he kind of – he wasn't this big of a leader, but he's really stepped into that role this year. Um, and we like what he's done. But obviously, we have a lot of guys that uh, we just had this talk a couple weeks ago. We, there's different types of leaders. We need them all over the place in every single grade. And I think we're getting better in that regard week by week. Absolutely. And, uh, Coach, uh, earlier this season, you, you guys scheduled – you went down to Mac Country and played St. Henry. What does playing non-conference games like that prepare you for Liberty Center and games in the NWAL? Well, yeah, you know, when when we had an opening last year, our goal was find the best possible team around that that um, would challenge us and hopefully push us in that next uh, next step in terms of uh, playoff. Um, you know, we've we've had some good playoff runs, but I think our guys are still hungry to take that next step. So when uh, they reached out about starting a four year contract, we were all in. You know, we know how good the MAC is, and um, obviously St. Henry had a great year last year, making it to the regional finals and losing to the eventual state champion Marin Local. But uh, getting games like that to test us week by week and you know, our first four games have really tested us. You know, we've seen some great players across the board um, and obviously some very good coaching. You know, you make a mistake, teams capitalize on it. And uh, it hasn't been perfect football, but our goal is continue to get better week by week. And hopefully, you know, you start playing your best football towards the end of the season. Coach, I see here you're averaging just over uh, 37 points per game. Um, you're giving up. 16 and a half um other than uh Cade Brenner uh really controlling the offense at quarterback and and Carson can you name some of your other guys that have been uh big playmakers for you and really stepped up for you yeah, you know, I look up front with our offensive line. When you bring back experience there, four starters there in that regard, um, they've really kind of propelled us, you know. So I'll start there with, you know, our left guard, Mason Siegel, um, our center, Brian Burrows, right guard, Chase Cornell, uh, right tackle, Hayden Dickman, um, along with Titus Ribbonaut, left tackle, and also White Ripke filling in across the board as well at guard and tackle for us. So um, those guys really have set the tone. You know, we knew coming in, we had experience up front. We were really going to hang our hat on, you know, the trenches. And we knew last year you know you look back and obviously that lost the liberty center stung but you need to use that as uh, motivation and also learn from it you know unfortunately it, it stinks to lose but sometimes you learn a lot about yourself and losses and what you need to improve on and that's been the one thing we talked about coming into the season our front line they need to improve and um, really dominate the trenches and they've done a good job for us so far um so obviously those guys and then we we put a lot of guys in at wide receiver you're gonna see a lot of names across the board uh, usually seven guys play wide receiver for us we kind of keep them fresh there so those guys too have stepped up and uh they've accepted their role you know you're not going to catch the ball you know 15 times a game that's just not how we play but we're going to spread it around and try to take advantage of openings and coach uh you guys at archbold it's a it's the northwest ohio powerhouse archbold liberty center how do you guys uh, use momentum year after year and get the kids to buy in year after year 
Well, obviously, number one, we have good players, and they they kind of they kind of take care of it. And every year, we we challenge the seniors. You know, this this is your last year. What do you want to make of it? What do you want to leave when you walk away? So, and we've always say tell them, you know, leave it better than you found it. And I'm telling you what, the last four classes have definitely done that. Um, we've had uh, a good string, uh, but it all comes back to those guys buying in to what me and my coaching staff have preached to them and uh, most importantly they work their tails off you know not just during the season but in the off season and you know if you see the upperclassmen doing it the younger guys usually follow the suit and it's been kind of the trend for us these last couple of years but we've been fortunate with a lot of talented guys um, across the board and uh, they just really really buy in and work hard so that's kind of been the formula for success it's it's been well we're fortunate that's for sure all right Peyton you got anything else for oh nope, nope. Thank you, Coach. All right. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. Take care. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck Friday night, and, and keep backs in line, would you? <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, right. Coach. Have a good right. one. See you, guys. Take care. Yep. Again, that was our sport head coach, David Dominic, and uh, Peyton, that was a uh, uh, really interesting piece there. Um, glad that Coach Dominic came on the pod what was your biggest takeaway there? Coach Dominic has done it at Archibald for so long, and he's done such a good job there taking over for a legend, John Downey. So he's an Archibald guy. He graduated from Archibald. So this game's massive to him, obviously. And so I think the way his he's got a great staff, they're just going to be well-prepared. And like, like he said, they return a lot of guys, even though the quarterback's different. Everyone knew about DJ Newman last year, but they returned so much. The offensive line, uh, most of the guys return up front, and they have Carson Dominic, the tailback, behind him, and he is a stud. He's going to run people over. He's going to be tough to bring down, and he's going to get better as the uh, game goes on. The closer the game gets, the more the magnitude of the game, Carson Dominic is going to show brighter and brighter as uh, as the game gets closer to the fourth quarter. So, yeah. You know, thanks to Coach Dominic for joining the pod. It was really nice of him. We're just talking to a bunch of Paulding County guys that you know he don't even know. So, yeah, to him. Yeah, thanks to DB for hooking that up. Uh, Derek Baxa coming in clutch. Um, that was the first time I'd ever spoken to Coach Dominic, and uh, man, he he was really even when we caught up with him before we went on air there. Uh, just kind of shooting a breeze with him. What a great guy! I mean, he he was really uh, entertaining. I thought so. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, really nice dude. And again, another coach that those kids are really lucky to play for, and that that community is uh, special. Uh, should be happy to have him. For sure, for sure. <clears throat> great man. Um, but the Tigers no slouch here um, under Coach Casey Muller. We didn't get the opportunity to talk with him this week with the uh, little scheduling conflicts, but uh, I'm sure he would talk up his guys just as much on the other side, and, and this is going to be a dandy, as we said before. So let's go ahead. You want me to pick this first, or you want to go? Yeah, yeah, you're going to be there. You can pick this first. I'll be there. I'm trying to not – I'm trying to stay neutral here. I think this is a good game. Uh, I don't know really the kicking situation on either side, but this is my bold prediction. You ready? Yep. Streaks by a field goal. And I don't know how it happens if it's on an actual field goal, but by three points. I'm taking Archbold 
on the road. Give me the streaks, and they win by three. So, so I'm partial for Archibald. Um, and I have a, a couple buddies from Liberty Center, but Michael John teaches there. My Aunt Debbie coaches volleyball there. My cousins go there. DB's there. So uh, where do you think I'm siding? I'm siding with the blue streaks. And uh, just because they're, they're going to win this game up front. Um, this game is going to be won in the Battle of the Trenches. And they have a dude uh, run the football. That's going to be tough to bring down. And he's a leader, like Coach Dominic said. And uh, you want your leaders to stand up big in these types of games. And I think they do, quite honestly, have a sour taste, taste in their mouth. Uh, they should. Uh, mm. This game has ate at them for a while now, 10 months, 11 months, whatever it is. This game has ate at their souls, and they've been thinking about this game for a long time. And there is nothing that's going to get that feeling away from them unless they win this game. So I'm going to take the blue streaks. And I think, I think the blue streaks win by a touchdown. Touchdown. Okay. All right. So the only game we were different was, was uh, the GMC, the big one in the GMC, Antwerp at Snorra. I took the Rams. You took the Archers. Yep. Um, the other six or the other five, six games total, we were uh, dead even. So, it's going to come down to a couple games in, in every league that we picked, NFL, college, and high school, because we were darn near the same on everything. So, again, here's the shout-out to our listeners. If you want to get in on the pick, send us an email. Um, across the field pod at yahoo.com. I've already gotten some emails, Peyton, tell you the truth, while we were on air here, while we were recording. Really? I've had a few come through. So, Do we have a name of those people, or I haven't checked it yet, quite that yet? Uh, Coach Ryan Jerome and his wife both got in on the picks. They get Beckett in on it as well. Well, maybe she's picking for him. I'm not real sure, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't see that he got in. But I, I saw an email. I saw the email come through, and it said Ryan Jerome, and I thought, what the heck? And then uh, as we were listening to that piece from uh, Coach Dominic there. I looked at my text and it says, "Wife and I got in on the picks this week." So awesome! So I'm sure the muscle will be back, and we'll get a few more as well. So that's your chance to get in. They're up on Twitter right now. We've got the games up on Twitter, the ones we picked. So you don't even have to go back and listen to the whole episode here if you don't want. Um, <clears throat> look at Twitter, make your picks, and and let us know. Hit us up on on Twitter or again at that email across the field pod at yahoo.com. Peyton, you got anything else to add before we take off here? Um, nope. Just one last shout out, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, the family that's coming down to Columbus, uh, Katie, Julia, and Aaliyah, their first time in the shoe. Hopefully it's going to be a dandy you know, shoes, very special at night. And so your first one's a night game. That's awesome. So, you know, shout out to those guys for coming down. I don't know if they're visiting me or there's a big game going on or there's a game going on. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. So shout out to them and uh, go Bucks and go Panthers. Go Bucks, go Panthers. Um, I'm going to say go Bucks, go Raiders. Um, and 
Hope my Arizona Cardinals can bounce back this week against a good Raiders team. Um, other than that, here's the only other shout out I have. Um, seniors, if you're listening, again, I brought it up earlier, but if, if you're a senior or even a junior or a sophomore, listen up. If you're a high school kid, listen. All right. Your season's halfway over. You're not guaranteed any playoff spots. All right, you got to qualify for the playoffs. After this week, boom, it's done. And I remember Peyton, my junior year, uh, I went three and seven. My team went three and seven. We were bad. Uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago. And I tell you what, going into my senior year, I thought that's not happening again. I felt so bad that I let those three seniors that were ahead of me that year, my junior year, that I let them go out that way. Um, so, even if you're an underclassman, man, don't take it for granted. Um, it's time to roll. It's time to roll. Button them up and enjoy high school football. That's all I'm going to say. We all enjoy it. We all wish we could just strap it up for you know one more time. So that's why we talk about it. I mean, and, yeah, for sure. Enjoy the crap out of it. So that's that's my shout out. And again, Coach Speller got a big one coming up this week. So let's see if the uh, Willard Crimson Flashes can get to four and one. Be checking in on that game. So, anything else before we get off here? Nope, nope. It's been it's been fun, and thanks to the coaches for joining the pod. Yeah, thanks to those coaches again. Um, here's our plug once again for Britsfits. Uh, you can still use that promo code. Um, all caps, no spaces. Across the field saves you ten percent on Britsfits. Um, and I believe that's all we have. You can find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Still haven't got an approval or even tried that hard to get on Apple, but you know what? I think we're doing an okay job thus far. So, uh, the Kenny Stabler episodes up to 93 plays I saw before we jumped on here, and Coach Holden and uh, Coach Lawsonheiser, that episode from two weeks ago, is up to 97 plays which is fantastic. So everybody keeps spreading the word. I hope we're doing a good job again. When you send those emails in, give us suggestions. Uh, we'll talk about some different topics, but especially in between seasons here, we'll get going on something. So um, when we're transitioning, so give us some ideas. We're always looking for some ideas. Um, again, you're listening to across the field, Peyton. Uh, it's, it's been real. And, uh, have fun this weekend. We'll catch up with you again on Sunday. Sounds like a plan. Good talking to you. All right, man. We'll see you later. This has been another episode of Across the Field. Peace out.